Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haperset would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. I'm so thirsty. This morning, I would like to share with you a very important message. The title of this teaching is Uncommon Life and Uncommon Favor and Blessing. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, that you will teach us and show us your ways and your principle, Lord. We believe, Father, that you love us so much and you want to train us and give us the truth so the truth shall set us free. And we can, Lord, rise up higher and higher in the kingdom and be the blessing to the nations, Father. We want to glorify your name, Lord. Anoint us and may your Holy Spirit teach us, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. I learned from the Bible and from experiences that our God is a covenant God. He made a covenant with his people. Once we gave our life to Jesus Christ, we become his covenant children. We become the heirs or offspring of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And what it means to have covenant, it means this way. We make a deal. Okay, the deal is God loves us. He wants to forgive us. But because of our sin and our rebellion, we face failure, sickness, poverty, and curses. And God say, I'm going to clean you up by sending Jesus Christ, my son, to die on the cross, to be whipped at the whipping post, to shed his blood so that he can pay for your sin. But after we become his children, he make a promise or the deal with us, the covenant with us, that when we obey him, we do what he says, we're going to receive what Jesus bought for us or pay for us. So it's a deal. He promised to give us good things, but we need to obey and we're going to receive. That's why when I pray for non-believers, for healing, I never pray that, oh God, by your grace, he is healed. No, I pray this way. By your mercy, you will heal that non-believer. Only by the mercy of God, that non-believer can get healed by God. But as believers, we pray another way. As believers, we pray, God, you make covenant with me. Jesus already got whipped at the whipping post. He already paid for my sickness, for my healing. Therefore, this is a deal. I obey you, you heal me. So I have the right to receive your healing. It's a covenant right. So when you pray to God, always say, I have covenant with you. You heal me. You help me. You restore my family. Amen. So this teaching, we're going to talk about our part and God's part of how to walk with God. Let me read from the book of Romans, chapter 12, verses 1 to 2, from the message version of the Bible. So here is what I want you to do. God said to you, this is what I want you to do, your part. God helping you take your everyday, ordinary life, your sleeping eating, going to work, and walking around life, and place it before God as, as an offering. 
and embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. In other words, you give your life to God, your daily life, how you think, how you walk, how you talk, how you make decisions in your life, put in front of Him and embrace His ways, His truth, His principle, His power, His grace into your life. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You will be changed from the inside out. God said, "Don't do the things of the people in the world. You allow God to change you. Pay attention to what God say. Readily recognize what He wants from you, and quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity. God brings the best out of you." Develops well-formed maturity in you. I want to explain to you what the Bible means here. God created all of us, saved us, anoints us, and called us to be different, to be the salt and the light of the world, to be uncommon. God has for us a destiny that is far beyond anything that you and I. Could have hoped for or imagined. God did not make us for what the world want to offer to us, the world system, but we were created to be uncommon, special, and peculiar in the eyes of the world. Deuteronomy chapter seven verse six. This teaching going to be a lot of Bible reading because I want to show you that it's not my idea; it's from the Bible. For you. Are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for Himself. You are God's special people, a special treasure, very expensive, very valuable people above all the peoples on the face of the earth. Everyone say, "I am a special people. I belong to God." Deuteronomy fourteen two, you have been set apart. Everyone say, I am set apart. I am hand picked. I am chosen as holy to the Lord your God, and He has chosen you from all the nations of the earth. I came from Thailand. Some of you came from Mexico. Some of you from Taiwan or Indonesia, or some of you come from. China, whatever nation you come from, he picked you, he pulled you off those nations to be his own special treasure. You are his special treasure. You are not common. You are uncommon. When people look at you, you are not of the world, but you are in the world. Let me read from Malachi chapter three, sixteen. To eighteen from Amplified Bible, then those who fear the Lord talk often to one another. You remember I say, His part, He keeps His covenant. Our part, how we relate to Him, we need to do our part in order to get what He promised to give us. And our part is to fear God, to obey God, and to live according to His way, not the worldly way. We fear God. Talk often to one another, 
and the Lord listened and heard it. I like God to listen to my prayer when we talk to Him. And the book of remembrance was written before Him of those who reverence and worshipfully fear the Lord, and who thought on His name. You remember I say that God has a book written about you. Everything you do, He record. You cannot lie. You cannot cheat Him. He has everything record about you. How you spend money. How you spend time. How you treat other people. Okay. Now I want to emphasize verse 17. And they shall be mine. These people who fear God, they are the covenant people of God. Say the Lord of hosts. In that day, what day? The day on this planet Earth, and in that day when Jesus come back, I publicly recognize and openly declare them to be my jewels. How many people want to be God's jewels? God's diamond ring. Okay, my special procession, my peculiar treasure, and I will spare them as a man spare his own son who served him. Then shall you return and discern between. We're going to see the difference between these two group of people in the long run. Maybe you start a business. Your friends start business. You start business. Ten years from now, you're going to see the difference, and you're going to see the difference in eternity after we die. We're going to see the difference. What is the difference between the righteous and the wicked? Between him who served God and him who does not serve Him, this is why I encourage you to be righteous, holy, obey God, and serve God. Because in the long run, we will see the difference between those who serve God and those who don't serve God. All the scriptures say that we are set apart, we are called, we are chosen to be His special own treasure. To be different from the people in the world, to be uncommon and to be special. We are not following the way of the world, but in reality, we are living in a time when it is acceptable to compromise, to take an easy way out. And if we are not careful, we're going to adapt to the worldly ways and environment and the system of the world, and we become. Like one of them, the lie we lie, they gossip we gossip, they corrupt we corrupt. They are selfish, living for themselves. We're selfish and living for ourselves. We are jealous against people. We're jealous like them. We just live like the people in the world. We can be pulled into that system of the world. And God say, no, 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 no. We will not stop short of who we were created to be. I want to be a special treasure of God. When people look at me, I am very uncommon and different from the ways of the world. There's nothing special about being uncommon. There's nothing significant about being ordinary. But you're gonna face constant pressure around you all the time to behave like the people in the world. This pressure will push you very strongly. To become common and ordinary like the people in the world, but the truth is, God wants us to stand out. When people look at us, wow, this woman, this man has something uncommon, something extraordinary, something outstanding, different. They have 
uncommon victory, uncommon promotion, uncommon success, uncommon favor and blessing from God. Wow, they're so different. People look at us, they need to see it that way. Titus chapter 2 verse 4 say, Who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people. Are we his own special people? I believe so. We are his special people. Sellers for good works. God wants us to do good works, not evil works or worldly works. He wants us to do good works for him. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. I try to read all this scripture to show you that what I try to say is the will of God. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a dedicated nation, God's own purchase, special people, that you may set forth the wonderful deeds, not the bad deeds, wonderful deeds, and display the virtues and perfections of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. All these scriptures show us that we should be uncommon. We should be godly, righteous, and holy. And if you do that, you're going to be different from other people in the world. And you're going to receive uncommon favor, blessing, victory, and promotion from God. God is a God of paying back. He pay back to his people. He is a just God. You have been set apart and you have been chosen. You are special people. And when you make that decision, God, you chose me. You saved me. You called me. You put me outside the world system. I'm going to respond to your calling. I'm going to live a life that is uncommon and not like other people. I make that decision. I want to be uncommon. And when you do that, the Almighty God is going to raise you higher, push you forward farther, and He's going to breathe His favor on you. And you shall experience the very best God has for you. Oh, Pastor Lau, you try to brainwash me. No, I don't try to brainwash you. Because there are stories in the Bible. What I say. All of these things that I say, you can see in the Bible. I'm going to share with you. Titus chapter 2, 12 to 14. And we are instructed to turn from godless living and sinful pleasures. We should live in this evil world. The world is evil. With wisdom, righteousness, and devotion to God. Why we look forward with hope to that wonderful day, the day of the second coming of Jesus Christ, when the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, will be revealed. One day we're all going to stand before the judgment seat of Jesus Christ. But God said, don't leave in the way of the evil world. He gave his life to free us from every kind of sin, to cleanse us and to make us his very own people, totally committed to doing good deeds. At this point, 
In conclusion, let us live an uncommon life. Other people gossip. You don't gossip. As doctor, some doctor may lie to make money from the patients. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to tell people the truth. I'm not going to make take advantage from my patients. I'm going to be an honest doctor. Other people may flirt around, cheat their wife, cheat their spouse. No, we are not going to do that. We're going to be faithful spouse. Other people live for themselves. No, we're going to live for God. I remember I was growing up in a, we call Thai Chinese background. In Thailand, there are a lot of Chinese and I'm one of them. And I learned from that background that, you know, you need to work hard. Seven days a week, making a lot of money. Me, 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 hoarding everything for myself. I'm not going to share with anybody. It's for me and my family. That's my background. But after I turned to Jesus Christ, God said, no, you don't live for yourself. You live for me and you live for other people. I will take care of you. You share what you have. Give to people. Share with them. And love people. Be a giver. Be generous. Don't be selfish. Don't be self-centered. Don't complain. Always praise God. Always give thanks to God. We don't live like the people in the world. We live in an uncommon way. And when you read and study the Bible carefully, you can see that there are so many people in the Bible who live uncommon lives and they have uncommon victory, favor, blessing, breakthroughs, promotion. I give you the first one. I'm going to mention about few people in the Bible here. The first one, his name is Daniel. Daniel was a young Hebrew teenager who was brought out of Judah to Babylon as a captive. And he was put in a position of being trained to be the servant of the king of Babylon. But there was a problem there because the Babylonians had all these traditions, customs, and rituals that the Jewish faith, the Jewish faith believed in Jehovah, did not agree. Daniel could have compromised, could have said, yeah, I think I need to blend with them. I need to follow their way so that they will like me, so that they will accept me. Daniel could have done that. But Daniel said, no, I am set apart. I am a child of the living God. I am a son of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I am a covenant son of God. Therefore, I will not compromise and I will not do what they do because I have an uncommon destiny in front of me. Look at Daniel chapter 1 verse 8. But Daniel purposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's delicacy, nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore, he requested of the chief of the eunuch that he might not defile himself. He chose to be uncommon in the land of Babylon by the favor of God, by the grace of God. The person in charge of all these Hebrew servants liked Daniel so much. So he took Daniel to the king. And if you read in 
Daniel chapter 1, you can see that the king find out that Daniel was above everyone else in the kingdom. Ten times better in wisdom and understanding. Let me read from Daniel chapter 1, verses 19 to 20. Then the king interviewed them. And among them all, none was found like Daniel, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Therefore, they served before the king. And in all wisdom and understanding about which the king examined them, he, the king, found them ten times better than all the magicians and astrologers who were in all his realm. Wow, what happened to Daniel here? The supernatural wisdom, ten times more than other people, did not happen by accident. It was not a luck, a lucky situation. It was not a coincidence. He chose to be uncommon, and God chose to shine his favor on him and gave him supernatural wisdom from heaven. The king ended up putting Daniel in charge all over Babylon in Daniel chapter 2. From a slave to the leader of the whole nation in one chapter. Daniel chapter 2, 47 to 49. The king answered Daniel and said, Truly your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and a revealer of secrets. Since you could reveal this secret, then the king promoted Daniel and gave him many great gifts, and he made him ruler over the whole province of Babylon, and chief administrator over all the wise men of Babylon. Also Daniel petitioned the king. He is a very generous man and very kind man toward his friend. He set Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon, but Daniel sat in the gate of the king. You can see here, uncommon life, uncommon promotion and favor. Yet, something happened. Some of the Babylonians were very jealous of Daniel. Therefore, they came up with a plan, a trap to kill Daniel. You know, when you do good, some people will be jealous of you. Therefore, they went to the king and looked at what he said. I'm going to read from message translation. In Daniel chapter 6, 6 to 8. The wise regents and governors conspired together and then went to the king and said, King Darius, this is another king now, live forever. We have convened your wise regents, governors, and all your leading officials and have agreed that the king should issue the following decree. For the next 30 days, no one is to pray to any god or mortal except to you. O king, anyone who disobeys will be thrown into the lion's den. Issue this decree, O king, and make it unconditional, as if written in stone like all the laws of the Medes and the Persians. Wow, King Daniel actually loved Daniel very much. He was a very good employee, good official for the king. And the king did not know, King Darius did not know that all these guys had a very bad plan. They tricked him to sign a new decree so that Daniel could be killed in the lion dens. 
They knew that Daniel would not compromise. They knew that Daniel was very uncommon. He was special. He loved God so much. But what happened? Look at Daniel chapter 6 verse 10 in message translation. When Daniel learned that the decree had been signed and posted, he continued to pray <laughs> just as he had always done. His house had windows in the upstairs that opened toward Jerusalem three times a day. I love this. Three times a day. He knelt there in prayer, complaining, gossiping, talking bad. No. He knelt there in prayer, thanking and praising his God. Should we do that? Wow, when the people opposing Daniel learned that he prayed three times a day, they ran right away to the palace. They told the king that Daniel was praying to his God. He even opened the window. He did not even hide behind the scene. As you can imagine, the king was very horrified when he heard the story because the decree or the law could not be revoked. He has to do what he say, what he signed in the law. Therefore, he had to throw Daniel in the lion's den. That night, the king did not sleep. He fasted and prayed for Daniel. Protection. And early next morning, what did the king do? He ran to the lion dens. <laughs> he just wanted to find out what happened to my best employee here. I love him. I was tricked to do this. Look at Daniel chapter 6, verses 19 to 22 in message translation. At daybreak, the king got up and hurried to the lion's den. As he approached the den, he called out anxiously, Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God, whom you serve so loyally, saved you from the lions? Do you serve God loyally? Do you pray to God, worship God, love God like Daniel? Oh, king, live forever, said Daniel. My God, when I read this, I want to cry. My God, send his angel who closed the mouths of the lions so that they would not hurt me. I have been found innocent before God and also before you. Oh, king, I have done nothing to harm you. The king was so overjoyed. He had Daniel brought out of the lion's den right away. And the people who had tricked him thrown into the lion's den and they were killed that day. And then he issued another decree and stopped that command. Daniel chapter 6, 25 to 27. King Darius published the proclamation to every race, color, and creed on earth. Peace to you, abundant peace. I decree that Daniel's God shall be worshipped and feared in all parts of my kingdom. He is the living God. World without end, his kingdom never falls. His rule continues eternally. He is a savior and rescuer. He performs astonishing miracles in heaven and on earth. He saved Daniel from the power of the lions. Let's give hand to the Lord. Yeah. 
Be uncommon and receive uncommon protection, favor, blessing, and victory. Let this truth sink into our heart. When we are uncommon, when we don't compromise with the system of the world, the way of the world, when we don't take an easy way out, God will do the uncommon on our behalf. And he can perform a miracle. He can close the mouth of the lions. He can vindicate you. He can promote you when other people don't get promotion. He will bless you in ways beyond your imagination. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9, I read one more time. You are set apart by God for greatness. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous, wonderful light. I believe you are those people, like Daniel. There are many other examples that when people are uncommon and obey God, they experience uncommon favor, uncommon victory and blessing. Look at another person. I love this story. This woman is one of my, is one of the heroes in my heart. This woman named Ruth. Ruth was recorded in the book of Ruth. In that book, a woman named Naomi moved out from Judah, from Bethlehem to Moab with her husband. And her husband died. And her two sons married Moabite woman named Ruth and Ophrah. And unfortunately, at her older age, the husband died and the two sons died. And these two women, Moabite women there, she said to these two daughters-in-law, hey, ladies, you're still young. I know you have future. You go back home, get a new husband. Start your own life again. Forget about me. I'm going to move back to my hometown, Bethlehem. Oprah left. She said, I have the right to leave. I can live for my own life now. But Ruth is different. She was faithful, loyal, giving, generous, and she chose to follow God. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Instead of going back to worship idols in Moab. Ruth chapter 1 verse 16. But Ruth replied, don't ask me to leave you and turn back wherever you go. Wherever you go, I will go. Wherever you leave, I will leave. Your people will be my people and your God will be my God. Wow. Ruth was very uncommon. I bet 99.9% of people are going to say, bye-bye Naomi. I'm sorry you old. You cannot help me. You don't have any more son. Hey, go for it. I'm going to live and have my own life. But Ruth looked at Naomi and said, I think you're going to be in trouble in Bethlehem. You have no husband. No one helped you. You have no future. I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be with you. I'm going to be loyal to you. I'm going to be a faithful member of the church. I'm going to think good. I'm not going to condemn you, the pastor. I'm going to be faithful here to serve you if compared to today or with your wife and your husband. I will be faithful. And every morning in Bethlehem, she went into the field 
and picked up wheat every morning. God looked from heaven, wow, this Ruth, this Gentile, Moabite woman, she shows me now, and she was uncommon. Her heart is right. She is so loyal, faithful, and she wants to bless her mother-in-law. Okay, Boaz, look at her. He worked in the heart of the owner of the field named Boaz, a rich man. Boaz, look at her. Even though she already got married one time, Boaz fell in love with her and married her. And they had a son named Obed. Only one day from being a woman who crawled on the ground picking up the wheat, she turned to be the owner of the field overnight because uncommon blessing came upon her. Not only that she became the owner of the field, she became the great-grandmother of King David. Boaz had a son named Obed. Obed has a son named Jesse. And Jesse was a father of King David. So God picked this Gentile woman to be in the family line of the Lord Jesus Christ because her heart is good. She lived an uncommon life. Oh, I want God to pick all of you like this. Because you have a good heart. Because you're faithful. You live an uncommon life. Look at another story. Are you okay? One more story, actually. Uh, how many more stories here? Two more stories. The story of Paul and Silas. Paul and Silas went to the city named Philippi in the region of Macedonia. They preached the gospel, they cast out demons, they tried to help people to come to know God. But a group of people really got mad at him and falsely accused them. So they were arrested, they were beaten and put in jail. Wow, if this happened to some of us, while we are sitting in a dungeon, I believe that some of us start to complain, God, you're so mean to me. I'm in jail now. Pastor, you sent me here. I don't like this pastor anymore. He sent me here and now I get into trouble. Start to get frustrated, angry, and mad, and bitter. But Silas and Paul were uncommon. What did they do? The joy of the Lord is my strength. The joy of the Lord. They worship. They praise God out loud. In jail, I believe that all the prisoners in there was thinking, oh, these guys are crazy. They were false accused. They were beaten. They were put in jail. But why are they still praising God in the midst of this dark jail? Suddenly, however, there was a great earthquake. And the prison door flung open. And they walked out as free men, the whole household of the jailer. Got saved that day. Let me read from Acts chapter 16, 24 to 36, so that you know the story. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prisons were shaken. At once, all the prison doors 
flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Oh, praise God. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. I always quote this scripture when I pray for salvation of a family. You and your household shall be saved. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. And that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately, he and all his family were baptized. The whole household got saved. Believe in Jesus. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God. He and his whole household, whole family. Wow. Things turned around because Paul and Silas were uncommon, were peculiar. When it was daylight, the magistrate sent their officers to the jailer with the order, release those men. And the jailer told Paul, the magistrate have ordered that you and Silas be released. Now you can leave. Go in peace. Miracle after miracle. The earthquake, the prison door opened, the shackle and the chains fell off. The whole household got saved. And now they are free. They walk out from jail. God give them uncommon miracles. Uncommon blessing and victory. Look at the last example here. David. David was a teenager at that time. He was taking care of his father's sheep. He did not look special. He was not considered to be the up-and-coming leader of Israel. He just looked after the sheep of his father. One day, he heard about this giant, the Philistine soldier, big guy named Goliath. He heard that Goliath defied the army of Israel. Wow, everyone else, all the soldiers of the Israelite army, were so afraid. Wow, we would not be able to beat him. We're going to die. We're going to lose. Everyone else were common. Just fear, fear, fear. But David, the young boy, the young teenager, he was so full of uncommon faith. And he spoke uncommon statement. And he dared to do things in the uncommon way. <laughs> Instead of using the sword and spear, he used the sling and the rock. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 26. David asked the men standing near him, what will be done for the man who kills this Philistine and removed this disgrace from Israel? Who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? Why everyone else shrunk and ran away. David had an uncommon faith, uncommon determination, uncommon heart to defend the name of God. 
he went out and faced Goliath, and he has a stone, and the Holy Spirit pushed that stone toward the forehead of Goliath, and he killed that giant. He received uncommon victory. David kills the giant and overcome obstacle because he was uncommon. Let us become like these people in the Bible. We are different from the people in the world. Let us become like Ruth. You will remain. You're faithful to your spouse, faithful to your church, faithful to your leader, faithful to people around you. Why other people say, bye-bye, I'm leaving. I'm going to take care of myself. I don't care about you. I take my own benefit. Like Paul and Silas, you will praise God when you face troubles instead of complaining and running away or just being silent. You just keep praising God and believing in God's power. Like Daniel, you will become uncommon. You still serve God, worship God, no matter what happened. And you receive his uncommon favor and promotion. And he will protect you from the mouth of the lions. Like Joseph, I did not have time to explain the life of Joseph. Joseph, he was uncommon. He forgave those who really betrayed him, hurt him, falsely accused him. And he depended on the wisdom of God instead of depending on his own ability. And the almighty God gave him the crown of favor. He became the prime minister of Egypt. Let me read from Deuteronomy chapter 36, verse 16. With the precious things of the earth and its fullness, and the favor of him, him, favor of him, who dwelt in the bush, the burning bush, let the blessing come on the head of Joseph. I like to change the name Joseph into Larry, Caesar, Nathan, who else? Joseph, Darlene, Joki, Alex, Stan. On the head of the New Hope International Church members. And on the crown of the head of him who was separate from his brother. The Bible means that he became the leader of his brother. Wow. Do you want the favor of God come upon you like that? What do you need to do? You are uncommon. You are giver, not taker. You forgive. You don't take revenge. You bless instead of cursing. You serve instead of living for yourself. You're faithful going to church instead of sitting at home on Sunday watching TV. You're willing to pull up your sleeve and help other people instead of other people help me. Help me, help me, help me. You're faithful to your leaders instead of complaining and gossiping and attacking your leader. You have the uncommon heart, uncommon lifestyle. Proverbs chapter 4, verses 7 to 9. Wisdom is supreme. So get wisdom. And whatever else you get, get understanding. Cherish her, mean wisdom. And she will exalt you. 
if you embrace her, she will honor you. She will place a garland of favor on your head. She will give you a crown of beauty. Let us walk in the wisdom of God, the way of God. Let us become uncommon. Don't depend on the wisdom of the world. The wisdom of the world said, "Take advantage of people, make some money, keep it for yourself. Don't give to anybody." Me, 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 me. I'm gonna step on somebody else and go up higher. But the wisdom of God say, "Lift other people up, serve other people, love them, help them." Let's get the wisdom from God. And you are uncommon. You are special treasures of God. You are. Handpicked by God, let's come into the hand, the palm of God, and live that way. Live an uncommon life, and you shall experience uncommon blessings, uncommon victory, breakthroughs, uncommon promotion, uncommon open door, and promotion. How many people want to live that way? How many people make decision? I will be uncommon. Last night I received an email from a member of our uh, movement in Bangkok, Thailand. I met her in Los Angeles, and she got touched by the fire of God. She went back to Thailand and become very faithful member in the worship team. She served God and. She wrote to me email to ask question about vaccine and answer her, and ask her how are you doing, and she wrote back to me. I translate into English for you. Pastor, thank you so much for putting me in a good church with the file of God there, and I want to share with you my blessing. During the pandemic and lockdown in Bangkok, Thailand, I. Was told by the doctor that I could not be pregnant because I have a disease, but God performed miracle. Now I am 32 weeks pregnant, and not only that, God gave me an excellent doctor in the best hospital in Bangkok. Not only that, my boss switched me from being the worker in Thailand to be the worker for the U.S. Therefore, he changed my. Medical insurance into the U.S. system, because my medical insurance is in the U.S. system. I don't have even to have to pay a dime in the hospital in Thailand. They will pay the 10% deductible for me because I am a U.S. citizen, worker of the U.S. company here. Not only that, in August, my boss gonna give me 25% raise, and I can work from home. And he promoted me to be the boss. Even though I work from home, and so far at 32 weeks pregnancy, I have all the equipment for my baby. Even though I haven't met anybody, but people keep bringing all the things for my baby to my home. And during the three months of post labor, off for three months, I still get paid every month. Normally, the increase of the salary happened by the end of the year, but I got it in August. Wow! She said, "Thank you, Pastor, for teaching us." For sh- Loving us, praying for us, putting us in the good church with a good teaching and with the file of God, with the move of God in the church, and I can see that I am in the house of Obed Edom. I'm so blessed 
because I choose to be uncommon and I choose to serve God and love God no matter what happened in Thailand. Everyone else suffer, get sick, die, but I'm still saved. Praise God. This is a just testimony from last night. When I read it, praise God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let us pray together. Before we pray, I would like to ask anyone in this room say that I want to become a child of the living God. I want to be like Daniel, David, Ruth. Ruth say, you, are, you have your God. I follow your God. You're going to follow the God of the Bible. His name is Jesus Christ. If you want to do that, you ask him to come into your life. Repent of your sin and give your life to him. Pray with me right now. Father in heaven, you are the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You are the God of King David. I give my life to you, Lord. I repent of my sin. I want to follow you, Lord. Lord Jesus, my Lord and my Savior, you were raised from the dead on the third day. You are the living God. Come into my life right now, Lord. Sit on the throne of my life. I will serve you. I will be uncommon, peculiar, special treasure. I want to be the light and the salt of the world. Lord, I am in the world, but I am not of the world. I will not compromise. I will not take an easy way out. I will follow you, fear you, serve you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's sing a song to close this service. If you have any needs in your life that you want, our prayer team to pray for you. I'm going to ask the prayer team to come to the front and you just come to them, each one of them, and they will pray for you. Maybe sickness. Uh, actually, uh, we need to record a testimony from a brother, Jerome. Jerome got prayed by the prayer team. I haven't contacted you yet. We're going to record video of testimony that he got prayed by the prayer team and the mass on his neck disappeared. God healed him. So it's wonderful to pray for one another. Amen. Okay. Let's stand up and the prayer team will come to the front. And if you have a prayer request, the prayer team will pray for you. You are here Let's sing this song together. How we've waited for moments like this. Have your way in this place. Holy Spirit, come to as you wish. We are changed as you in our midst you are here you are here in our midst how we've waited for moments like this we trust that this message is ministered to you 
If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.NewHopeInternationalChurch.com. I'm so thirsty. Thank you.